This podcast is brought to you from Planet Dharma. Visit www.planetdharma.com. Ask the question, what is this what is this self I'm referencing to? What is this thing? What is it? Where is it? How is it? Can I find it? You won't find it, by the way. Ah, well you can try. But we want you to look. So when it comes to meditation, the self-referencing occurs in relationship to the arisings in the mind or in the body. And in karma yoga, it arises in relationship to your task. So as easily as you can get lost into the phenomena of your mind, you can get lost into the phenomena of your work. And uh, insofar as getting absorbed, you have those factors of concentration, calm, and so on, that's, that's fine, right? But what you get, where you get into trouble is when it gets interrupted and how you respond to the interruption. That's when the self feels challenged. And so when we do karma yoga practice, we want to watch the nature of the disruptions and the disturbances and how that becomes pleasant or unpleasant based on some unknown measurement system. So we just look at the unknown measurement system and go, what is going on here? We just need to keep looking. Like, okay, so I want to be in control when I'm being silly. Well, that's not really true. Like, if you really think, like, okay, Peter, you can be in control all the time. That's actually exhausting. And that's not very fun, right? And then it implies if you're in control of yourself all the time, you kind of be, have to be in control of everybody else as well, which is even more exhausting. So remember the one person that we're trying to control perpetually and continuously and uninterruptedly that we never, ever, 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 ever could control is mommy. So the ego is born from the breast of the mummy separation. And we're always fighting that battle, always. Uh, with, with no chances of success because the ego is that which separates. So we're trying to get, actually, what we're trying to do in life is get back to unity. We're trying to get back to the unitive state. And we make the mistake of associating it with mother rather than with surrender into the transcendental, which is the big mother in the sky, metaphorically speaking. And the, the joy and the relaxation that's available to us in that letting go. Super cool. Yeah. So when you're practicing, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, whether you're happy or sad, it sounds like a song, whether you're glad or mad, what are you doing? Simply observing and letting it go. Okay. Okay. Karma yoga. So when we think of yoga, we usually think of hatha yoga. That's the body, the body yoga. And um, there's at least six different kinds of yoga. Are there more? It depends who, who you're referencing. What measure measures. And just in case you don't know, yoga means to yoke, like oxen, to join. Also, hatha is sun-moon. So you're getting, the idea is balancing the energy, sun, sun energy, moon energy, so, so male and female energy. So yoke is like um, the body and mind working together, right? That kind of yoke. Also, the, the discipline of, this is the cart I'm pulling, I guess. The ox is in front of the cart. We hope. Okay. So there are six. 
Okay, so bhakti yoga. Love, devotion. This is devotion. Yeah, it's interesting. This one's not very popular in North America right now. Mm. Although every once in a while there's these huge exceptions like Amaji. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and Westerners love to photograph bhakti yoga, like all those photos of people in Thailand offering flowers and incense at the shrine. That's bhakti yoga. And so it's important to note that those, those people give those offerings every day, probably several times a day. And that's, that's their discipline. The root is ba, which means to be. It's also womb, bhaga. Bhaga means womb. So it's kind of the being yoga. I'm in love with living. Yeah, so that discipline of, of giving offerings, they've got all the same ups and downs that we do. I'm sure sometimes, you know, the monk at the temple pisses them off and they're still giving their offerings. Right. So just emphasizing the path aspect of that. So Hatha Yoga, everybody's familiar with. Jnana Yoga, that's the path of scholarship. From the root J-N-A, Nya, to know. That's how we get Nya in... English becomes knowledge, knowing the edges, knowledge. So it's scholarship. Isn't that one considered the most dangerous path? <clears throat> In a way, and na, na, by the way, is the root for natal or birth. So remember, English is an Indo-European language, so the connections are really quite pervasive. So jnana is the knowing of birth, knowing how things arise and pass away. Sorry, what was your question? Um, considered the most dangerous path, dangerous in the sense that we can fool, the, the mind is so tricky, so if we use the mind as a path, and especially if it's me and my books, right, I can, I can yeah. go down some unwholesome wormholes by myself. <laughs> Somebody said that the most, the, the, the person most susceptible to manipulation and uh, uh, being fooled is the educated person. Right, our mental acrobatic, like we get enamored with our own mental agility. Mm -hmm. our own subject mental to propaganda, that was it. The person most subject to propaganda is the educated person. And that's, that's why this happens. <coughs> we place so much value on having a teacher, is to prevent that from happening. The teacher's like the, helps us to course correct. Okay, then dhyana yoga, that's meditation. Yeah, from foundation. So D-Y-A is, the root is foundation of our being. So Nya, again, is birth. So Dhyana, the foundation of our being, is meditative. There is no moment in life when you're not meditating. Every moment is a meditation. Whether it's focused meditation <laughs> or not, well, that's a different question. And Karma Yoga. Karma, that's this one. Which we'll be talking about more. And car, again, is the root for activity, or a car, a vehicle. So car becomes vehicle in English, like a car, C-A-R. And ma, mom. So uh, karma is the vehicle that carries you forward. It's a transport. And then Raja Yoga includes uh -huh. all the other five. And of course, Raja means royal or king, right, Rani, Raja, and, and the root is that is Ra and Ja. So Ja is birth and Ra is fire. 
So it's the birth of fire, Raja. So when they say Raja, they're talking about the totality of things, the energy body. Yeah, and I say that everybody benefits from elements of all of them, for sure. Which is why. Which is why what? Which is why there's six. You know, we're we're multifaceted beings, so we need little platforms for each of these aspects of everything. So we have body, speech is communication and emotion, and mind, which is in the heart in the East, (laughs) Um, for understanding. And then um, we're going to have personal predominances. Mm -hmm. You betcha. Well, one thing um, that's become apparent over the years since we've had a lot of students who were yoga students and and just became excellent at hatha yoga and still felt that something was missing. So I guess this maybe the students they got into didn't, didn't... Offer the others as, as part of the path, maybe? Mostly. Yeah, and, mostly. And so they'd come, you know, they'd say, I, I know there's something missing, you know, what is that? Curiously, that question is what drives your awakening. If you want to know what drives your awakening, it's simply one word. What? 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 Huh? That's the word that drives the awakening. What? What is this? What's going on? What's happening? Why am I doing this? What's this about? Who are you? That's a what? What, 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 what? What is an example of Raja Yoga? Well, it's a bit like, it's a bit like this. You know, tantric practice is, a, is, a, is an integration of... Uh, Uh, all the seven meditations, all the classic seven meditations. It's visualization, it's mantra, it's movement, it's breathing, it's devotion, it's whatever I'm missing, right? It's all all seven in one. So this is a Raja Yoga. As an example. Multitasking. Insofar as anyone can multitask, it's kind of Raja Yoga. Being able to get your passport out, handle your baggage, get through the security line, answer the questions, get your bags back, get your money back in your pocket, get your plane and up for get your boarding pass, Raja Yoga. Be nice to the person hassling you. And not start to get irritated by the guy behind you who's yelling into his cell phone about his bad teeth or something. All right, karma yoga, spiritual path of action is the path of action, doing, doing, doing. We are doers. We Westerners are doers. So this is why we feel that karma yoga is the primary or or principal path for the modern age. We're doers. People don't like sitting around so much except to watch movies, which is doing at a different level, I guess. And, and there's practical exigencies also, exigencies, uh, which is where most, most people are at work eight or nine hours a day. Mm. Right, so that can make it challenging to practice um, meditation as our central path, for example. 
However, if karma yoga is your central path, then it is possible to, to transform our day job into karma yoga. Curiously enough, you're not really transforming your day job into karma yoga. You're transferring you in your day job into karma yoga. The job is neutral, right? It's like guns. The, the, the job is neutral. You're transforming your attitude about what you do, your, your, your involvement in what you do from doing to meditating through doing. And most people who are on the spiritual path are already doing this instinctively, right? We're doing something that we love, we do something we're passionate about that we believe in. And so this is, what we're doing is, is helping flesh this out so that it's, it's very much a practical spiritual path. And one of the central things to awakening is decision. It's a decision. You make a decision to wake up. You're born asleep, uh, as it were, in, in the human condition. Right? I know we think we're awake, but relatively we're a walking, we're kind of sleepwalking through habitual uh, programming of this what you get. Right? It's kind of the base model. But awakening is a decision. It's, you make the decision that you're going to wake up. And, and so karma, car, activity is a decision. So it means it's intentional. So when we talk about mindfulness, there's kind of an assumed intention to be more mindful. But meditation is one step further. It's mindful about being mindful, which is the next layer down or the next movement in. So the decision is really important. In, in Sanskrit, they say chetna, will, or decision, equals karma. So your karma is your decision. And if you haven't made the decision, then your karma is whatever results from the decision you didn't make. We don't really identify what our path is, and then therefore it's challenging for us to really work that path. That's a very important point. So we're, um, we're highlighting this path because it's basically what we see most people gravitating towards. Um, Look at, you know, here you are. Look at your life, your past. Here's is another more, more power to you. So with karma yoga, um, it's really about how we do things, not about doing them, not about getting them done, not yeah. about results. This is one of my issues with the mindfulness for productivity um, movement that's getting so strong is uh, that's kind of missing the point. It's our, our state of awareness and our state of loving kindness and compassion as we do things, which does lead to greater productivity. But, but if we put the productivity first, the loving kindness and compassion don't necessarily go with that. So one of the things about karma yoga training is that people tend to think it's like volunteerism. I'm volunteering to help out, or I'm volunteering to at my church. But that's not really karma yoga. The, the purpose of karma yoga isn't volunteerism. It's, it's about training yourself to be mindful and aware of the state you're in while you're doing something and introducing the technology to change that state if it isn't clear, wholesome, blissful, spacious, and awake, right? So uh, people often do volunteerism with a certain kind of holier-than-thou attitude or a resentment or uh, kind of like, I don't have to do a good job because I'm not getting paid for it. All of these are big mistakes when it comes to karma yoga.
I'm helping you is kind of the first error of an ego, right? No matter what you do, you're helping each other. And so you need to think that way. I'm helping myself by helping you, and I'm helping you by helping you, and you're helping me by letting me help you, and so on, right? So karma yoga is taking work, which you're just doing, compress, get it done, and creating a space to observe and watch and engage in how you're getting it done, who you're getting it done with, and so on, to give you the space, right, to get some insight into how the ego basically leads you around in circles, when in fact there is really no such ego to be found. All you're going to find when you find the ego is the patterning of sleep. You're not going to find a you, you're going to find the patterning of sleep. Huh. Yeah. If this podcast resonated with you, we welcome you to visit www.planetdharma.com to explore more teachings and resources. To support our ongoing work and future podcasts, visit www.planetdharma.com slash generosity.